0: Welcome to Two Guys, A Girl, and A Podcast. We're talking about weird and strange and unusual TV shows. And we're going to start off this week with a new show, relatively new show, on HBO Max called The Nevers. Uh, I am Ken. Jeff. Julia. The Nevers is a brand new show by Josh Whedon, who I think all three of us are fans of, uh, or fans of his programs, I should say. Yes. <laughs> maybe not necessarily fans of him. No. Um, as much as we maybe used to be, but with new things coming out. Uh, this show is, um, <clears throat> the first episode is called Pilot. <laughs> so, kind of uh, not original.
1: Mm. So he...
2: He created the show, but he no longer has anything to do with it, right? That's my understanding.
0: Yeah, it seems like he's no longer part of the project, so I don't know if he that was originally part of the plan or he was burnt out by it or he knew something was coming <laughs> up in the news that might um, prevent him from continuing. Either way, he, I, he's not involved in it. They They did some interviews after the episodes, and he's not in any, any of the movies I've seen he's just sort of vanished
1: yeah I think they've taken him off of he was listed as director on this he also wrote it and created it yep. um, but yeah I don't know
0: I mean I don't think they can take what he did away from it but he could certainly not be involved in the next season or the next half of the season because they're only doing six now and i guess six later and i think that was because of covid that they had to shut production down i believe so but obviously his name is still going to be in the credits as creator uh and depending on what he did and stuff but he angel was like that too he he sort of created angel and he was involved in a few episodes here and there but he kind of let other people take over and he didn't he wasn't as involved as he would be with something like buffy and i you know so I I, well, I don't know we, we, we could debate it all day but <clears throat> either way there's a lot of people involved in the making of this um, takes place in the 18 well the first part of it takes Eight. place in 1896 and um, we see something at the beginning that we kind of don't know what it means until we see the ending of the episode, and then we go, aha, that's what's going on.
1: Yeah, something, something flies over, and uh, it makes, it seems like mostly women mm-hmm. have yeah. special abilities. But
0: Although it looks yeah. like
1: it
2: might have there killed is the doctor. someone too, right? Mm-hmm. Might have killed one of a, a girl too because that the father
0: of you know, one was like crying at the end there. I thought, well, uh, the M- M- Mason Mason, Mason, um, he's one of those uh yuckety yucks, uh, committee guys who's kind of like, uh oh, we have to watch out for this, you know, we don't want anyone who shouldn't have power be in power and stuff, and he's against the whole, the touched and everything. He uh, obviously has something against that, and we find out in the end that his daughter collapsed like a lot of other people did. We don't know what, if she got a certain power or if she got killed, but he said at one point in the episode when he was talking to Amelia True, Am- Amalia True, mm-hmm. Amalia that I it was yeah Amelia yeah Amalia Amalia true that some of the inflicted or the touched have made better off with others, like some got really good powers and some didn't, so that might be reference to his daughter, that mm-hmm. somehow she got a bad power or that it somehow ended up killing her. I mean, she collapsed like everyone else, we don't know if she's dead or not, but okay um. So we don't oh, know if she woke yeah. up right afterwards. So maybe one it was of the, one of the girls got really, really tall. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Um and so obviously the, some of the powers are kind of silly and others they don't seem to be under control. The one of the main characters that they're after in this first episode is um uh Myrtle. Right. And but Myrtle the- speaks languages. <laughs> She was speaking Chinese, and they all thought she
2: was speaking tongues.
0: Yeah. And she's mixing and matching languages, it seems like, and she doesn't seem to have a lot of control over it, but...
1: Yeah, maybe it'll come in handy at some point. There was an awful lot of characters to keep straight in here. Um, So the, the two main women who sort of run the... Orphanage where all these uh, mostly girls and women are. Are Amalia True and Penance Adair? They're such, such British names. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, the and then it's funded by uh, Lavinia Bidlow, mm-hmm. who was in another Joss Whedon um, show right. called right. Dollhouse. Yep, she ran the Dollhouse. Mm-hmm. And then there's um, James Norton, who plays Hugo Swan, who we get to see his naked butt when he gets out of bed with two other people, which was rather nice.
0: Okay. Sort of uh, a, I, I don't know if you call him a womanizer or a personizer. He's, you know.
1: could just call him a Lothario.
0: Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> He's, um, I like him as an actor. I've seen him in a few things. He was in. Grant Chester, which was a great show, detective show. He played this sort of angst ridden vicar mystery show.
0: You could definitely tell this is a Josh Whedon show because it's very, what I would consider clever, but not overly clever and not trying to be clever. It's just uh, the dialogue is spot on. Um, You know, and and you mentioned Hugo Swan's character. He's, you you know, he says something at one point. Uh, what's wrong with you? his friend goes what's wrong with you meaning he's talking to penns and and then uh Hugo goes oh you must be talking to me well where do we start you know just kind of right. just the 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 clever dialogue which we've been accustomed to in um most of Whedon's type of programming yeah or programs so it's kind of I thought it was really really well written and I I'm, I'm going to say this right say this right out of the bat the second time I have watched this episode i was like i'm not saying that the actresses would do a better job but their their portrayals of amelia true and penance adair seemed more like the doctor than what we've seen with doctor who see that's
2: what i said a couple weeks ago when i saw this they those two were more like the doctor than what jodie whitaker is so
0: and i'm not blaming i'm not saying that jodie whitaker is an inferior actress because I don't think she is. I think she's really good. Like I've seen her in in a couple other things, but I think it's the writing, and yeah. I think they feel more like the Doctor. I mean, they're almost like a mixture. Like if you could put the two of them together, you know. Yeah. And and I think the mm. Anne Skelly who plays Penis. I think she might be a little young for the uh, the Doctor, but I, Laura Donnelly, Donnelly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Yeah.
2: I mean, Julie Whitaker is being failed by the bad writing.
0: Yeah. And, and if, if Laura Donnelly stuff. was in that spot, she would be being failed by the, by the producer. So it wouldn't, it wouldn't matter if she was in it. I don't think that's my opinion. I don't yeah. think even Olivia Williams is a good actress. And, um, but you know, she's in a wheelchair though. Well, well, the not character, I know. the character is. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I thought it was
1: an interesting show. I thought there was a lot of excitement in it. I thought it, I thought I definitely want to watch the next episode. Mm-hmm. Um yep. it's something that it looks fun. It's got enough uh you know antagonists and protagonists and and uh you know you, it's got enough to keep you wanting to know what happens in the next episode. Yep. Um, you have this This woman named Malady, who we see being taken away in the opening scenes uh, to uh, an asylum. We don't know why. Because it's before this whatever happens, happens. Um, And she is killing people.
2: Oh, jeez. That was like, uh, yeah, it's kind of weird. But I thought that was a great scene. all of a sudden the singer's there, and then nothing's happening. And then all of a sudden blood... Starts coming out of his neck. It
0: was just yeah. like, I killed I the devil. Like,
2: <laughs> yeah, I killed the devil. There's the devil. <laughs> I thought that whole scene where they're all locked in the theater and then uh, Penis goes, Oh, look over there. And then, she, Oh, she fell <laughs> yeah. when uh, Amelia went down to fight him off.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I thought that was really well done. Oh, and then when she saw, what was it uh, Hugo? And she's like, "That's still up."
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like I said, the dialogue is really good. I thought the writing was really good. The acting. Um, my favorite character so far is Um I love the scene where she looks like she's probably been working all night. So she um, takes some water and just wipes it her armpits with it, and then brushes <laughs> brushes her teeth with her finger, like they're in a big rush or something. And mm-hmm. very, you know, like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna keep drilling into that that. That, that type of character, a little well, obviously very eccentric. Right. Um, uh, August, Augustus Bidlow is brother to Olivia Williams' character, Lavinia Bidlow, and he. Um, he secretly but, wanted to touch. Or. The, yep. We find out at the end, uh, and we don't know his power yet um that's yeah. a te- teaser for next episode <laughs> cuz i know a little bit about next episode um, shh, i didn't say anything <laughs> but he's a little obviously socially awkward <laughs> I don't yeah. know why he's hung out hanging out with Hugo Swan but i think the two of them they went to school together okay and i think the two of them have a good chemistry cuz they're back and forth and kind of silly about it augustus is a um a geek that's like studying crows and stuff and meanwhile Hugo's doing what he does just <laughs> enjoying life and everything there's a f- bunch of other characters uh, the doctor not doctor um, well the doctor who um, has a curing power
2: is mm-hmm. convenient
0: he seems to have possibly a relationship with um, or something connection with uh, Am- Amalia uh, they were staring at each other for a while
1: yeah, I was a little confused by that because I thought he had a wife and a child at the beginning, or was that a different couple that left?
0: No, I think that's that's him, so I don't know where... He could be still married, or maybe there's some uh, chemistry without... You without
1: know, anything, yeah. ...that
0: shouldn't be.
2: <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. um, you mentioned the action. I love the... Um, uh, so, so one of... Amalia's powers or, you know, she seems to have a couple, couple of skills. She can see a little bit into the future. So it kind of is a tease and, um, but there's the fight scene in the, in the bedroom and then they go on a chase and they whip out that, uh, car, that little (laughs) vehicle that comes out of the carriage. Yeah. That was kind of cool. I like that. I like the, almost the technology that penance is coming up with, you know, at one point those drunks are like, you know, calling her names and she just drops a bomb like of that little exploding thing next to them and they go down and just kind of interesting to see that technology exist when the technology doesn't exist yet so that's going to be fun to watch mm-hmm. in this series I think um, and then I think Amalia says to Myrtle while they're in the vehicle she goes don't worry this is weird for us too you know like, like it's not like we do this every day mm-hmm. um so a lot of really good chemistry between a lot of different characters, obviously. Amalia and Penitz, and I think uh, Hugo, well, yeah, Hugo and Augustus, and um, where's the the detective's name? Detective Mundy? Detective Mundy,
1: M-U-N-D-Y, Mundy. Okay. Mundy yeah. <laughs>
0: um, I like him. He's only in this briefly, but he he obviously, you know, comes across a murdered woman and it looks like it could be malady but then he goes well malady knows how to spell you know angle of death instead of angel Uh of death and so um like you said there's a lot of characters and a lot of different little things going on there's a detective there's the committee this group or whatever that's like you know what do we do about this malady Mm -hmm. and her whatever she's going on with and mm-hmm. um, so and Nick Frost is in this too yeah the Beggar King <laughs> he um, makes a cameo appearance of sorts and he plays the Beggar King yeah oh wow I had his name here but I lost it I have too many sheets so I'm going through Declan all cl- right. Yeah. He's in everything. Mm.
2: Yeah, he is. Which is good, so he doesn't have to like be Simon Pegg's
0: sidekick. Mm. <laughs> um they end up going to the opera. We we talked a little bit about that. I thought that was a great scene, the guy with the machine gun arm, and he just starts shooting people and it's like what the heck is going on and then that woman I don't have her name off the top but ain't the angel starts singing and that's probably what Malady is there for to get her mm-hmm. um, and when she's singing it shows at least the audience it shows who or I guess it shows everyone else who is touched because they everyone was looking at well, it's hard to tell, but the touched were glowing, anyways, and
1: and they stayed put while everybody else was running away.
0: Yeah, they were like mesmerized by it or something, right. connected to it somehow.
2: Oh, that the singer is Eleanor.
0: Eleanor, yeah.
2: No, the actress is. Oh no no that's the okay. I mean it's Mary Mary Brighton. Okay, yep, yeah,
0: Mary Mary Brighton.
1: She was the love interest in Poldark.
0: Okay. I didn't recognize too many of the actors here. We talked about a little bit of I'm not as big into the British dramas or anything, but... um,
2: Well, Nick Frost was easy. Yeah, yeah.
0: He was, like, the
2: only... only Oh, the guy
1: who plays Lord Masson has been in a million things. That's Pip Torrens. The guy who plays Frank Mundy, Ben Chaplin, he's been in a lot of stuff. Yeah. I mean, a lot of these people are... um, like oh he's that guy I saw him in that thing <laughs> you know. Uh, well, a of them
2: are character actors. Yeah, they're yeah. they're like an, like Olivia Colman, they're in everything.
0: Right. <laughs> the um when the governments, they, whoever they were, those those guys were talking. One of them was like, I think it's all about electricity. Electricity's causing this problem and stuff like that because it's obviously relatively new and, of course, that's going to be you know a danger and everything and. Interesting, you know, how there's that conflict, um, mm-hmm. which they put in. Um,
1: That's been used in a lot of shows, the, 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 the fear of electricity. I mean, it it probably, you know, we're, it's just a given for us, you know. But imagine when it first came out.
2: Yeah, back then it was, came like, out. It, yeah. it was scary because it was changed, just like and it looked like magic
1: you know you flip a switch and a light comes on like how does that work
0: yeah the um my my i guess one of my favorite scenes there's a lot of them but i think true and lord mason's little debate when they were at the opera the back and forth they were sort of like right away true goes employee is Mm-hmm. an individual an employed or employed, you know, so it's just at odds right away. And, and they just continued to be on the on the opposite side as they were debating back and forth. Pretty, you know, again, there's that writing again, that is like, that's cool. I, I like that.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And they both have points given the circumstance of where they are and everything. But, um, the, uh, I think there was another Buffy the Vampire Slayer actor in this – I didn't – maybe I didn't – I thought I might have looked it up, but I didn't – maybe I didn't bother. But the the opera singer, the male opera singer, looked like the opera singer from the episode where Willow is – has to sing in front of everyone in that – I don't know if you guys remember that, but there was a guy there, and he goes, whoa, whoa, you start singing opera, and then he stops, and, it's, and then it's Willow's turn, and she doesn't – she freezes because she doesn't know how to sing opera – It's like a dream episode or something, and then he goes on to it. It just looks like the same guy, unless they all kind of look like that. I don't know.
1: Was that the guy who got
0: killed? Nope. He was the opera singer. There was two opera singers, the guy and the girl, and then they were going back and forth for a while, and then the devil guy comes up out of the ground, and he's the one who got sliced. So he was only in the background. And he sings opera, so I thought it would be the same actor because – the one in the Buffy episode, *Son Opera*, too. So, but, anyways, from your silence, I take it that that's I don't think so. not important or, no, <laughs> or I now I have to, I, I have
1: don't to think it, it. I think that's the guy who was playing Faust, and uh, this is the only thing he's been in. Okay.
0: Okay, I didn't bother looking it up, but um, they all look the same, I guess. Then opera singers—they all kind of a bigger, bigger build and the be- the beard and the whatever, but. Like Parvarati or something. It all kind of look like that. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, I, I think uh, the actress who plays Natalie uh, is pretty good. She's at one point, she's like, did you guys all come in hats? You know, it, <laughs> that means that means your brains are naked or whatever." Just kind of off the that di- that type of dialogue that you expect out of a Josh Wheaton show. That's kind of just like what. Yeah, she,
1: she's she's even more um, whacked out than than usual.
0: And then she um, she mentions that she saw she re, she basically tells everyone that she saw um, God and 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 everyone saw and all forgot about it, which means that she remembered yeah, she, that she saw. Yeah.
2: She's the only one that remembers that spaceship flying
0: overhead. Yeah. yeah and that's tons of questions in this show like you know right now who's what happened to mass masson's daughter madalie what's going on with her where's this stupid there's a spaceship what what? that that came out of nowhere i'm like watching this thing and i'm like there's a spaceship it kind of looks cool too like it's not like you know and it's what what was it doing did it do it on purpose it's only in London. They said... They made a point to say that it's the only the Touched are only in London and now they're all over the place because people have left London and are off around. But mm-hmm. So there's a lot of like things going on here, which is kind of neat, They have It's a pretty good setup, I think. It's sort of like X-Men. It's like a series of superheroes that have come to light and obviously that's going to have a conflict and everything. So it's a little bit like that. It's almost like what we would have seen in the next episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer if the series had gone another season. Because in the Buffy universe, a bunch of people became the Chosen. They got powers.
2: Right. Yeah. They became
0: Slayers, right? They came, became. Well, they got powers and they would eventually probably become Slayers. We would assume that after watching that episode and in the comic book of Buffy, they... Went around. They were all over the world, and they were finding these people. Or in an Angel, they did an episode where, they they got a hold of uh, somebody who was a slayer. I forgot about that. There was um, one more season of Angel before before that got canceled, and they they dealt with uh, a woman that was super powerful, and then they came and collected her. And so it was similar. It reminded me a lot of this. It was almost like a. You know, obviously it's not, but it's that type of story arc where this place is open for people who are touched to come in to maybe enhance their, or, um, learn about their powers and control them and be protected first and foremost.
2: Yeah. At least they get sanctuary. That's
0: the.
1: Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. I liked that. <clears throat> and you can, you know, you can tell that, um, so many people think that, you know, these people are mad and they should be locked up and not be allowed to have any um, any rights or freedoms, freedoms yeah. or anything. And, and I'm sure that that, you know, because it's Joss Whedon <clears throat> and he is, you know, politically pretty left-wing, um, I'm sure that's probably speaking to... Other issues, you know, because the lords who were running things at that table, mm-hmm. you know, they don't think that, you know, so I think somebody even said at some point, you know, within women are going to want to have rights. Like, yeah. you know, this is the worst idea ever. Yep. And, you know, that's how yep. things change. So it's it's kind of cool to see that, how they how he's working with that, because, like, he's thinking about poor people and women, but... Amalia and and penance are obviously thinking. No, no, no. Everybody, <laughs> everybody.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that that's all part of that. They were saying um, the deviants, the uh, women, and the um, I don't know if they mentioned foreigners or whatever, but probably that was thrown in there. Obviously, they're they're bunching everyone that's not them <laughs> yeah. into the mix, and um, you know that definitely existed back then it's not you know science fiction or anything right um, when um, true Amalia jumps down using her skirt as a parachute or whatever I thought that was um, pretty neat. It, some good action and another um, what you what I would expect to see in this era as a, as a you know a woman action person mm-hmm. who who knows how to fight and everything, and she gets hurt, she gets slashed a couple times, and thankfully they have a doctor that can somehow um, heal people pretty quick, so that'll become handy.
1: Yeah, and I, <clears throat> I'm going to be interested to see the relationship between Amalia and um, Penance, because that seems like mm. a very deep... Friendship, but more so on like penance seems very very grateful to Amalia so I'm going to be interested to see that backstory
0: yeah I mean I had forgotten about the opening scene where we saw I mean we forgot about this Amalia commits commits suicide right so whatever whatever she's doing in her life she just turns the corner jumps into the river and is drowning or drowned, right. or drowning, and then she wakes up because of the touch and gets out of there. So her life changes right away. Yep. And Penitz was fixing a well, and we don't know where more, much more about that. So there's obviously, I would have to imagine there's at some point we're going to see some flashbacks. I would think I would so. Yeah. I would, yeah. Definitely. And I, I
1: don't, I, yeah. Yeah, I think. Um, they did mention that that Amelia was a a widow. Somebody mentioned that. Okay. So I'd be interested to know. You know, is that why she jumped into the river to kill herself? Hmm. Is there something else? You know, I'm 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 pretty interested in in knowing that backstory.
0: Yeah, and, and I don't know. I mean, I've I've seen one extra episode. I don't remember. So I'm I'm truly not sure because. I wouldn't say anything anyways, but I just, um, I don't recall that. But it would be but, interesting to see how they found all these people. I mean, the the, 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 the larger teenager <laughs> has that, to be a funny story of how that yeah, happened. Obviously, she was easy to find. Yeah. <laughs> what did she do, smash through uh, the her bedroom and out the, the roof or something, you know? So Yeah. Um, and I, I like the setup of the story because ex- they have an existing situation with the orphanage but they're also looking for new ones so that leads it to this week on the Nevers, they meet up with someone who has this power and so there's a lot of different things they can do with this show um, it's not going to be just one formula of they're locating a new um, touch this week, they might be but there's also, they're dealing with Natalie, they're dealing with these um, well there's the I, those things that are
1: chasing them.
0: Which, which I think are, are, are they Madaly's people? I don't know. Madaly's Ma, 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 people?
1: people? I don't know.
0: I'm not really sure. Again, my memory of the second episode. is Maybe I'm forgetting on purpose or whatever. But, um, I guess the girl who played Madeleine Malady, um, Madaly is A- Amy Manson. Mm-hmm. And she was in once Upon a Time, Misfits, and Torchwood.
1: I saw that she um, had a role in Torchwood. This is just like two parts in Torchwood, but yeah, I saw yeah. that.
0: But and, I don't yeah, I to recognize it, her. It, it, <laughs> no, I didn't recognize her either. Yeah. Um, With the teeth, the the green, the, uh, yellow teeth. And yeah, um, I, I, didn't, I didn't recognize her at all. Mm.
2: She was a bee, human, too.
0: Yeah.
1: It does have a lot of... Um, there's a lot of actors in here, mm-hmm. and a lot of fairly young-looking actors. So, you know, I mean, some of them are are children or teenagers, so...
0: Yeah. There's that couple, we don't know anything about them, but the, the couple, they get into the car, and they're like, we should get married in this car. Yeah. The, 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 you know. So they're I, like...
1: Uh, did you notice the... um um one of the women who works there what was her name lucy she was auntie in uh an episode of doctor who um, oh so,
0: the neil so, gaiman the, episode neil gaiman yeah.
2: yeah
1: neil gaiman episode
0: uh the doctor's oh, wife the doctor's wife yeah I, I i agree Julie. i think it's this is as soon as i saw this episode I was like i, I want to see the next one and of course this is one of those shows that's coming out weekly just like we've done with some of the marvel shows so
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Um, we're a couple of weeks behind but that's good we can uh, take our time with it and I didn't do much research on the making of it except for like what Jeff had said it's um, currently in production and because of COVID they had to sort of divide it up and I hope it it's one of those shows as soon as I watched it I was like I hope it doesn't get cancelled because this is a show I would like to see go on. Um, yeah, you know, I, I can't say that. I only watch one episode, but I just feel like it has a good formula that it could go on for a while, and I would like to see it. I just hope it's not... People are going to boycott it because of Joss Whedon or something like that. I, I, you know, they for could. whatever... What? They could. But for whatever reason, he's not attached to it anymore. So, but if they see Joss Whedon's name on it, they could. But I'm not going to boycott Buffy. I'm not going to watch. I'm not going to not watch it now because you know it's other people that worked on it. Sarah Michelle Geller wasn't involved in any of that. She's still in it. Why should I boycott her if if I want to boycott? No, anyways. Anyway, I just I just don't understand the whole boycotting thing. You're going to boycott a whole show because one person on it was was an idiot or a pervert, or whatever you call him
1: Yeah, I don't know. I'm, it, it, I, 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 I go back and forth about this, because, you know, like, there are artists that I like who are really not nice people. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Morrissey from The Smiths is an absolute ass, and Van Morrison is a dick, and Eric Clapton is a dick, and it's like... Okay, I don't like Eric Clapton anyway, so that doesn't,
0: no. that doesn't
1: scan. But, you know, I freaking love the Smiths. Like, I love the Smiths. And it pisses me off that Morrissey is such a jerk. But He's always been a jerk, though. He that has always crazy. been a jerk, I know. Yeah, but he's become an even more outspoken racist <laughs> jerk recently. And he's yes. a here, and I just, you know, just—but but I like his music. You yeah. know, and it's like, yeah, okay, Joss Whedon is a disgusting human being, and but I really love Buffy, you know.
0: Well, again, it's not a one-person job. I mean, he had a he had the a lot of crew members that drove that show. You mm. know, he was definitely a huge part of it, but you know, you have uh, was it David Greenwald and um, Jane um, Espenson. Jane Epson is. Yeah, she's done
1: tons of stuff. Like
0: pretty much everything with him. Yeah, she actually writes the second episode of The Nevers. Okay, so they have other people involved. So you, I, I don't want to ban them. I don't want to ban a show that I think I like just because Joss Whedon's involved. Uh, it may be different. Well, no, it's not different. Now you know if it's a one-person situation. Okay, Josh Whedon's going to be at a convention, then maybe I won't go see him because he's a jerk. Mm-hmm. But well, if there's it, other
2: people at the convention you want to see, you'll go see
0: them. Yeah. I'm not going to ban uh, Sarah Michelle Giller because she was in. She worked with Josh Whedon. Now, you know, if he's a jerk now and he comes in and people – well, I don't know. I don't want to get into that part of it. But anyways um, – I'm rooting for this show. I hope it does well. I don't know if there's been any ratings on it or anything, but
1: It's not I getting great think... reviews.
0: Yeah. It's just too bad cuz I think it has it's, a good it formula. It premieres on
2: HBO first, so before it goes on to HBO Max. No, nope,
0: so it's on HBO. H- oh, gets. so
2: so the ratings for that would be lower, wouldn't it? Because it's not It's, not the, lo- it, it's not the
1: it's not the the numbers, it's the reviews. The reviews are not great. You know, yeah. like, all the big review sites are like, it's kind of a mess, and da 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 I don't know.
0: When does it come out on HBO? Tonight. Okay, because I watched it, the first night I watched it on HBO Max the same night. It comes out at, uh,
2: new episodes at 9 o'clock.
0: On HBO or HBO Max? HBO. Okay, well, I watched it on HBO Max, the first night I watched it, the first night on HBO Max, not HBO. Maybe it comes out of both. No, Maybe. Or maybe it came out at 10 and that's what time we watched it. I don't know. But whatever. I didn't realize it's really splitting hairs at that point. (laughs) Um, Well, I mean, you know, that's unfortunate. But okay. So anything else about this? I think we covered everything and we're eager to get into the second episode and we'll just have six to go and we'll see what happens after that. Anything else? No. Okay. Thanks for listening.